0: Dear friends in Jesus Christ, this time of year, when the church year is moving very rapidly, only two weeks ago we were celebrating Jesus' birth, and then yesterday, officially, the day of Epiphany, we are remembering Jesus' visit by the Magi. Today, officially, is the baptism of our Lord, thinking about Jesus' baptism when he was Thirty years old and the next week we're already up to Jesus beginning his ministry and calling his first disciples so why is that within three weeks within the church year Jesus is born and already he's engaged in his ministry kind of a shocking thing isn't it well what is God saying to us God is saying I'm giving you what you need the most in the Holy Scriptures Wouldn't it be interesting to know more about Jesus growing up and all the things that happened to him? Sure, that would be interesting. Maybe we can find that out in eternity, but we don't really need to know that now. It's just not that important. So what we're doing in the church here, we are going through the entire life of Jesus, but we are going really fast on the parts that aren't that important, and we're going really slow on the parts that are most important. I hope that makes some sense. Well, in this sermon today, we are focusing on Jesus being visited by the Magi. Now, if we step back and think about their trip, their trip to find, worship, and gift the baby Jesus, it was very difficult. For example, they had to leave the comfort of their homes, they traveled hundreds of miles, and they were exposed to countless dangers. They could have chosen not to go, but they went, and it was difficult. Since they highly valued Jesus, they were willing to endure all such things. What about us? Without Jesus, We are in trouble in this life, we are in trouble forever and ever, so let us highly value Jesus too, let us put him first, and let's be more like the magi, being willing to speak in such a way that we are showing that we are connected to Jesus and live in such a way that we are showing we are connected to him. And even if it's difficult, let's do it. Let's be more like these magi who took this very difficult trip to gift and to worship the baby Jesus. We'll talk more about that here in a moment, but let's get to our text, though. So we are in Matthew chapter 2. So in this first part here, magi searched For the Savior Matthew chapter 2 picking up in verse 1 the Bible says now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying where is he who has been born King of the Jews we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him when Herod the king heard this he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. This is a major part of the sermon today, so I want to touch on these four topics in this part. So, we're going to address the days of Herod the king. What does that mean? We're going to address this idea that they saw his star in the east, a little bit more about who the Magi were, and then the reasons why many were troubled when they came and they were looking for the newborn king. I want to do that based on this simple timeline I put together, trying to help you understand a possible one-year timeline of some very important things. Well, let me approach it this way. So thinking, first of all, about the days of King Herod, let's understand that he reigned as king over Judea from 37 BC until 4 BC. So you can see King Herod is mentioned at the end here of the timeline. According to historical records, he died either in March or April of 4 BC. So that is a real critical date in getting the timeline correct. Why do I say that? Well, we know he sent the soldiers into Bethlehem prior to him dying, so if he's dying in march or april of 4 bc we know these other events had to happen before that taking a look at the timeline a little bit more first of all i'm starting with april of 5 bc that would be the birth of john the baptizer so i'm saying april because we know that he was born around the time of passover which would either be the month of march or april So I'm putting here April of 5 B.C. when John was born. What else do we know from the Bible? We know that when Elizabeth was six months along in her pregnancy, that is when Jesus was conceived. So they are six months apart. With John being born in April of 5 B.C., that would put Jesus being born in October of 5 B.C. Now I think all of you know why we celebrate on December 25. I won't go into that now, but there's a simple explanation for that. If you don't know, you should know that. But I won't tell you now. If you want to know, ask me after church, and I'll explain it then. Anyway, uh, with October of 5 B.C., when we think about that, that makes so much sense because the fall festivals, remember, now the Jews were commanded to celebrate seven festivals every year, and the three fall festivals were falling either in or near the month of October. With three of the seven festivals, that is when all of the Jewish men, 12 years and older, were required to gather in Jerusalem. What would happen at that time, Jerusalem would go from maybe 50,000 residents to like a million people are now in Jerusalem for those festival weeks. So when we think about Joseph and Mary traveling around that time, And here they are showing up in Bethlehem, and oh, there's no room in the inn. Why is that most likely? Most likely because that was one of the fall festivals, and Jerusalem was so overcrowded that those people are spilling into Bethlehem, and they've taken up all the rooms in Bethlehem as well. So there's no room for them when they get there. That's probably what was going on, even though we can't know for certain. So Jesus being born in October, and then we're not going to focus on it today, but we know when he was 40 days old, that is when Joseph and Mary left Bethlehem, they went to the temple, that's where Simeon meets Jesus, Anna meets Jesus, and so on. So that happened when he was 40 days old, and what is the huge indicator that the Magi have not yet come, They weren't offering the traditional sacrifice. Why? They couldn't afford it. Why couldn't they afford it? Because they did not yet receive the gift of gold. At 40 days, we know the Magi have not yet come, so we would estimate they came probably when Jesus was about three months old. In other words, think about it like this. The way various movies want to depict it is that The Magi somehow knew something prior to Jesus' birth, and they're traveling before he is born. I don't think that's what the Bible is telling us. I think the Bible is telling us that on the day Jesus was born, that is when they saw the star. Now with the Magi, they're probably from the area of like modern day Iran. So they're from a long way away, so they see the star, On the day that Jesus is born and then they begin to travel and they make a trip of about three months in order to get to where he is visiting him when he's about three months old it doesn't really matter in a sense but I think that's the right way to understand it another thing we could add here think about Simeon so God made it known to Simeon that he would actually see the Christ before he died and then, when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple, somehow God made it known to Simeon that this child, he was the Savior. What about with the Magi? Now, they were very intelligent men, probably very wealthy men. They didn't have to make this trip, but like I talked earlier, they so highly valued this newborn king. So these are men who were not only super intelligent and wealthy. But we would presume here that they read the Old Testament scriptures. They believed in this coming Messiah. These are men who studied the stars. They weren't astrologers, they were astronomers. And God showed them something that they understood. So here's the baby Jesus in Bethlehem being born, and they see this star. And I believe that somehow, some way, God communicated to them what that star meant, and they were compelled then to follow this star. Was this like a normal star? Can we follow a star and get somewhere? We can't. So this had to be like a miraculous kind of a star that God provided. I'm gonna talk more about that in a moment. Let me see if I covered everything here I wanted to share in this section. Oh, the only part I didn't cover yet would be at the end of the reading there it said herod was troubled and all jerusalem with him why was he troubled well think about it herod is the king and now we have a newborn king so he felt very threatened that now there's another king on the scene however though why were the people also troubled what herod had done previously is he had suspected that some of his subjects were trying to overthrow him, and he had many of them put to death. So now that this newborn king is on the scene, the people are thinking, oh, is he going to suspect us of something? Is he going to murder us? So they were also troubled. They were very concerned. So imagine all this tension going on in Jerusalem when these magi arrive, and maybe it wasn't three. Can you imagine if there were 100 of them or 200 of them and how upset the entire city would be? Hey, what's going on? Why are all these people arriving? Then they find out about the newborn king and so on. Okay, let's go on to the second part. The rest of it goes a lot faster here, but I wanted to lay that groundwork, though, about what we're looking at. So in the second part here, Herod learned the birth location. So picking up in verse 4, gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, Herod inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. It's interesting how Herod the Great, he consulted these learned men, and they looked into the scriptures and they found the prophecy and they weren't doubting it but they but they actually believed it now they didn't trust in the coming messiah sadly but they believed the scriptures to know that oh right here it says this is where he will be born and they believed that so it's possible for people to believe the scriptures to be true and yet not trust in Jesus I think about the passage there in James chapter 2 where he wrote you believe that God is one in other words you believe that God is God you do well the demons also believe and shudder so having this knowledge this head knowledge that doesn't help us any now it's a beginning point yeah we want to have knowledge But if that's all we have is knowledge, that doesn't save. We have to have a relationship with God through Jesus, so we have a relationship with his Son, and when we have a relationship with his Son, we automatically have a relationship with God the Father. And how can we have a a relationship with either the Son or the Father that's only by the working of God the Holy Spirit? And then in the third part here, Herod tried to deceive the Magi, picking up in verse seven, then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. Now keep in mind, he sent the soldiers into Bethlehem saying, put to death all the boys two and under. Now, because of that two and under, people are like, oh, maybe it was like a year and a half after Jesus was born that the soldiers were sent into town. I don't believe that's the case at all. Going back to the timeline, I believe it was, it was about three months in between. Why is he saying put to death those two and under? Because Herod was a madman. He is like I'm looking for a child about three months old, but I want to make like absolutely, absolutely sure I get him. So I'm going to go all the way up to two and have everyone two and under put to death. That would fit with the kind of person that he was. And then it goes on here. Herod sent the the Magi to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. I looked at a book and the man wrote about Herod the Great and he gave him this description he said he was a brutal ruthless vindictive and dangerously high-strung tyrant that was his conclusion about Herod the Great so keep that in mind so what was Herod doing he's this evil man wanting to murder the baby jesus and yet he's trying to talk in a way that the magi would think that he was a great guy and he just wants to find the baby and go and worship him himself so it was great deception that he was employing here and then in the fourth part the lord led the magi to jesus So after hearing the king, they went on their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Now, we don't have really any of the details at all, but going back to what I said earlier and tying this together, I believe that Jesus is born on a particular day the magi they're over in the east God has made it known to them what the star means they're compelled to follow the star and now here's a star and in a way that they could follow the star is moving and moving and moving and moving and then finally after going to Jerusalem now they make the trip to Bethlehem six miles away and finally Right there over Bethlehem, the star stops. Imagine if it hadn't stopped moving for three months, and now it stops. The Bible says they experienced great joy because God was indicating to them, you are at the location of the newborn king. So it brought great joy to them. And then I wanted to mention too here, when we think about a king of the Jews, Logically, that person is gonna be born in Jerusalem. How does God work it out? He comes into the world, not in the great city of Jerusalem, but in the little town of Bethlehem, which is so insignificant, showing his great humility, so that the lowest people in the world would understand he came for them, but he also came for the greatest people in the world. Part five, the Magi worshiped and presented gifts. So the Bible says, after coming into the house, so you might note that there, coming into the house, so they didn't enter an area that might be a stable with animals, but coming into the house. This idea that they showed up on the day of the birth, that would contradict that right there. But coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him the word worship what does that really mean that means to bow down and have your face all the way to the ground so think about these men they are so intelligent they are so wealthy and for these great men to make this dangerous trip and then Think about Jesus being three months old, and they're going to bow their faces all the way to the ground in great humility and in great worship of him. We should recognize this is the very Son of God in human flesh. If we would only grasp that more, then we would be willing to worship as they worshiped we would be willing to travel as they traveled we will be willing to accept the difficulties of this life even as we think about jesus enduring the cross for us i think i forget about those things maybe you do too but may god help us to remember them more and then of course they presented the gifts that we've already discussed with the children the gift of gold for the king of kings the gift of frankincense for the priest of priests and then the gift of myrrh in order to honor the sacrifice or pointing ahead to the death and to the burial of our Savior. Then the final part here the Lord guided the Magi home, and having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. So God is at work. Throughout all human history, and God was at work here protecting his son from the soldiers of Herod the Great. So he protected him until later when he would forsake his son on the cross in order to save us. We are so valuable in the sight of God. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, The Magi were not Jews, but by your grace, they believed, they worshiped, they were Gentiles. But you opened their eyes to the truth, and you moved them to go, and to gift, and to worship. Help us to see that, and help us to be like them. Thank you for giving us faith by which we trust in Jesus, as the Magi, highly valued Jesus, help us to highly Value him more than anything else in the entire world. In his name we pray. Amen.